Welcome to Please Bet on Football Games. Hello and welcome to week six of the Please Bet on Football Games podcast. I am your host, Alex, here with the on-air talent, Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Not feeling so talented after week five. Yeah, we, we've been riding quite a high. We knew this was going to happen, but fuck, it was not fun to watch it happen. No. Uh, you want to just hop in, take our licks, and do the bullshit report? Let's get to the bullshit report. All right. First up, we bet on a Thursday night game, I think for the first time this year. Maybe. I've personally bet on almost all of them. I don't have good luck. Fair enough. Uh, this week was no different. We had Washington minus five and a half. I think they lost by 20. Tough game. Yeah, that really sucked. Uh, the one the, Our handicap was that we thought like Washington's a great team outside their offensive line, and the Bears have a terrible defensive line. So theoretically, Washington's going to have a huge you know, underrated advantage. No, no, the Bears' defensive line absolutely dominated Washington's offensive line. Game was over before it started. Yeah, this one, this was legitimate. Uh, our handicap did not work out. I still don't think it was necessarily wrong because... It's, it's not necessarily... If they played this game ten times, I think we win probably four or five times. But the point is we laid five and a half on a team that we cannot trust. Yep. So we deserve to lose when we do shit like that. Like, regardless of quarterback, Washington has a bad secondary, a bad, bad, bad offensive line, mediocre at best coaching all the way through. Holy shit, Judge Judy's old. And, dude, Washington's defensive line, we'll get to it later, but it was not good. No, they had a rough day, too. They really, I don't know, they just looked shitty in general. Yeah, it looked broken. Something looked broken. We, yeah, righteous loss. Yeah, righteous loss. Let's move on. Yep. Sunday morning, we uh, picked the Buffalo Bills. We had a minus five and a half uh, against the Jags in London. They lost. Despite winning the turnover battle, despite recovering two really... (laughs) Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles in this game, and two were on the same play. (laughs) It's honestly really impressive. Yeah, he had a two-fumble sack play, which is almost the worst possible play. The only thing you could do differently is throw a pick on that play which I've seen Josh Allen do. Uh, Double fumble pick play. It's happened against Miami last year. Sucked. Really hurt me. Uh, Here, the lesson I think to be learned is that the time difference matters. Jacksonville stayed in London for a week, and their bodies had adjusted to playing a game at 8 a.m. Buffalo didn't. And if you watch the game, in the second half, Buffalo like got their feet under them and looked like the significantly better team again. But it was too late. Yeah, also losing Matt Milano for the year hurts i think that's a that's a morale shift because he's one of the leaders of that defense and one of the very few linebackers that truly matters you can make an argument he's the second best linebacker in football behind fred warner yeah i I think there is that argument but so i think that also hurts jacksonville is ready though they they were the better team kind of not necessarily because they were good but they were they were executing and the bills looked sloppy and kind of half asleep yeah so Again, another righteous loss. Yeah. 0-2 before we even hit the noons games. 4-2 before the real football games started. Yeah. not yeah. Or 0-2. Not great. Well, on to the noon and later games. And these might have all been noon games. We had our lone win of the week. We picked New Orleans plus one. And that was also our best bet of the week. Side note, best bets are still 5-1. and one, So don't forget that. Don't don't forget that we have what out of five weeks, four winning weeks, or just three. Let me check. Yeah, four winning weeks. Yeah, don't don't fucking jump off ship because of one bad week. Best bet, 
Five and one. Uh, New Orleans, plus one. They won the game by a lot. We said the wrong team was favored, and that turned out to be true. New England has tossed their hat in the running for worst team in the NFL. They're really bad. I'm... How do you think Bill's going to go out? Do you think he's going to retire? I read, so before the season started, my prediction was that the Patriots would win about six or seven games and Bill Belichick would, quote unquote, step away from the game, take a year off and then resurface somewhere else. I now believe that Bill Belichick will be fired at the end of the year because the Patriots will have a top five, maybe top 10 pick. Um, I read a article from Jeff Howe, I believe, this morning, saying that Robert Kraft absolutely does not subscribe to the notion that Bill Belichick has earned the right to go out on his own terms because Bill Belichick forced Brady out. I was about to say the heartless billionaire is not a uh, not a person to give mercy just like heartless Bill Belichick isn't going to uh Well, you you can't you can't make your legacy out of moving on from guys who you probably didn't need to move on from and forcing out the greatest quarterback of all time for an ego trip and then beg to have Four years of forgiveness for shitty play. Despite the fact that Bill Belichick got to pick his quarterback in the draft, was excited about it, hired his offensive coordinator, replacing his hand-picked offensive coordinator. Like He chose Josh McDaniels, and then he chose Matt Patricia, and then he chose Bill O'Brien. So to the extent that any Patriots fans are delusional enough to blame the coaching, Bill Belichick picked the coaching. Bill Belichick spent draft capital to create his offensive line. He traded away starters like Shaq Mason and uh, who's the guard that went to the uh, the Chiefs? Thune. Hmm? Thune. Joe Thune. Yes. Thune. Yes. So Belichick got rid of good starting offensive linemen to rebuild with guys like Cole Strange. And turns out he built a bad one. Uh, Bill Belichick got his quarterback. He spent to the cap every year for the last three years. Remember that first year with Cam Newton where Belichick was like, oh, what do you expect? You know, we went all in with Brady. So now I just don't have the players. It was a lie, but whatever. They had their reset year the year after. And now they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. So they're spending no fucking money on quarterback. And he still can't put together a decent roster. And they're at the cap. They've spent all the way. It's not like they have savings. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it, but he has had his hand in every part of what this team is right now. Yeah. I mean, he's making almost every decision. Maybe every decision. And he's the one hiring everybody involved. They're bad. He's solely responsible. I mean, I know you like to talk about it a lot. But anytime Tom Brady hasn't been his coach, he's been a losing coach. Bill Belichick has coached 11 seasons now without Tom Brady, and he has a losing record despite three quarterbacks who were picked first overall. He had a five-win season with Drew Bledsoe. He was bad with Bernie Kosar and Vinny Testaverde. Admittedly, Bernie was towards the end of his time by then, but... How would you know? You never saw him with a good coach. Bernie? What I'm saying is Bernie never had a coach after Bill Belichick, so it it seems like maybe Bernie was washed. Maybe he just had Bill Belichick. Yeah, what do you mean? He went and backed up uh, Aikman and won a ring. See? <laughs> just had to get him away from Belichick. Just had to get away from Bill, and he immediately wins a chip just because he wasn't playing the entire year. So yeah, Bill Belichick sucks. The Patriots are a terrible team. They'll be lucky to win four games this year. And if they have a top five pick, I think Belichick's fired. That would be nuts. I kind of hope that happens just for the chaos of it. But we can move on from our lone win of the week. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, Saints aren't bad. People want to say the Saints are bad. People want to bury their head coach. 
The Saints are not a bad team. They're not a good team. Derek Carr's not a good quarterback, but he's a fine quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he he's going to be Derek Carr forever. He's going to throw the ball away a lot. He's not going to be very aggressive. He's going to frustrate you in some late game stuff, but he's a fine quarterback. He's got a big arm. He can make a lot of the throws that you need to. It's just that he chooses not to. Yeah, no, he's just a little bit of a bitch. But that, that's really what it is, is Derek Carr's a bitch. And if he could stop being a bitch, he'd be really good. But he won't stop being a bitch because people don't tap their balls at 30. Yeah, it would have happened by now. Yeah. But the defense is solid. The offense has some players. They have options for Carr. They're, they're a solid team. Yeah. I think this was, it was a great handicap. Uh, and we won. Yeah. And we can wrap up the week with two more losses. First up, Baltimore minus four. They ended up losing to the Steelers. That is supreme bullshit. Uh, okay, that was bullshit, but I do have to get this off my chest. Twitter will not stop bitching about how many drops Lamar Jackson had. I just I just want to know if Twitter's ever watched another football game. Because, like, yes, Lamar Jackson had some drops. PFF said eight. I went back. I charted. I saw five. Fine. Let's say it's eight. I've seen games where Baker Mayfield had eight drops in Carolina. I've seen games where Tom Brady had eight drops in Tampa. Nobody bitches. We only bitch when it's Lamar. Now, granted, it was probably like one of the top five passing performances Lamar's ever had. So He did play really well. I gave him a B-. minus. The pickable to lose the game was egregiously bad. Yeah. He was he threw a fade late, inside, and low. You're supposed to throw fades early, outside, and high. So that's about as stupid as you could ever be. Might as well have just handed the ball to a defensive tackle. And he also did have a sack fumble on the last drive, which was just totally uncalled for because he has a chicken wing release. That being said, yeah, he was accurate. And yeah, if the... Dude... <laughs> Was it Bateman or was it Zay Flowers? Both of whom are good receivers that just dropped a ball that hit him in both hands square in the chest in the end zone for no good reason. I I don't remember, but I know what player you're talking about. And that wasn't, like, the only one. I mean, Aguilar dropped. Aguilar dropped a beautiful... Oh, my God, Miko Rantanen. We're watching hockey. Uh, Aguilar dropped a beautiful, beautiful ball down the sideline. Uh, I will say, literally like two plays before, Aguilar stole a ball that was arguably interceptable. So, you know, Aguilar giveth, Aguilar taketh away. But yeah, no, if if half of those balls that should have been caught were caught, this is an easy cover. If Lamar Jackson takes a knee instead of throwing a fade pick at the goal line, they kick a field goal, they win by five. This absolutely under no circumstances should have lost. Yeah, this was a tough one. I mean, I think Lamar played well enough to deserve a win. The receivers did not. Yeah. Uh, but our worry with the Ravens is normally Lamar. Yeah, no, if, if you were to tell me beforehand, Lamar's going to get a B-plus grade from your charting, I would say, oh, spank this line. And that didn't work out. Yep, so I, I think this one, some bullshit. It's, yeah, so, yeah, take that. Mm, not happy about it. Yeah, it's been a tough week. And mercifully on to our last loss, we had Tennessee minus one and a half. They lost. Yeah, we're just going to not bet on Tennessee anymore. Yeah, they're just a bad team. We, we shouldn't have done it. Their offensive line sucks. Derrick Henry, well... He's either turning back into a pumpkin or he's just being who he always was, but without a great offensive line. I was never high on Derrick Henry to begin with, and now he's really starting to show his age. I mean, he's much, much, much worse than, uh, (laughs) who's their backup running back? Tajay Sharp, the rookie out of Tulane? Something Sharp. 
Or maybe something Taji. I don't know. I got one of the names right. <laughs> I hope his name is like Robert Stevenson. All right, we got to look it up. Tajay Spears. Ah, I knew it was one of them. You were you were very close. I was as close. I, the spear is sharp. Tip of the spear. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So that's the bullshit report. Uh, we got we got bullshitted, but also we made some bad picks. Yep. Uh, we did have a bonus pick of Green Bay minus one. Jordan Love's horrible. Jordan Love is oh shit. Should we do a should we do an inept list segment? Jordan Love's on the inept list. He might even be a saboteur. I think yeah, we can do that right right before we do some picks. Uh, inept list. Desmond Ritter played his best game, but he's still inept. Uh, Bryce Young is extremely inept. Uh, Jordan Love is inept, maybe a saboteur. For now, Justin Fields is off the inept list because he's shown me he can at least beat busted coverages, which is more than I thought. Josh Dobbs is sadly on the inept list. Uh, I had hope for him. Alas, he is inept. Am I missing anybody? Oh, Joe Burrow, inept list. I think that's the, the spiciest one for you. I think everyone else people could probably agree with. Dude, Joe Burrow still looked bad against the Cardinals. The fucking Cardinals. He had the one really beautiful throw to Jamar Chase, the 60-yarder. Yeah, that one was that was a perfect throw. Here's the problem. It betrays him. Because now we know it's certainly not a health issue that's been making him suck. You can't be so hurt that you can't play quarterback one week, and then six days later you're throwing 65-yard balls looking fine. Unless you're on the nanobubbles from Russell Wilson. Or Alex Guerrero is coming to rub you down. <laughs> He's got on that TB12 stuff. That was the dirtiest play and the most egregious flop all at the same time. I, I hope you found out he broke his wrist. Then you can feel bad. Now they're spraying it with the nanobubbles. Is that what that is? No, I think it's a numbing agent. I think it's like a lidocaine shit. Anyway, in that report over, let's do some picks. Yes, let's move on to week six. First up on th- Thursday night. That's the word Thursday. Thank you. Sometimes those TH sounds get me. We have the Denver Broncos going to play the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus 11. Nope. Yeah, don't need to talk about it. See you Sunday. And moving on, Sunday morning, another England game. We have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are plus four and a half, or you can get the Ravens minus four. All right, so here's the thing. I know I just said I don't want to bet on the Titans games anymore. I kind of want to bet on the Ravens here. I do too. You can't run the ball on the Ravens. The Titans can't run the ball anyway. And, well, actually, I don't trust Lamar to have two good passing games in a row. And that'll be a decent defense. I love the Titans' defense. I do in theory. I need to see a little more from them. Yeah, their secondary has really let me down because I like the players, but I don't like the product. Yeah, so I need to see a little bit more, but you're right. I don't. I actually don't want to, and I don't. I don't, I don't like watch. betting on England games unless it's the Jags. I also just don't want to watch this game. Yeah, I'm sleeping in. I probably will too. Next game. Let's move on. We're going quick. And into the noon slate. First up, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to play the Chicago Bears. Bears are plus three, or you can get Minnesota minus two and a half. Yep. And so the contest line is going to be two and a half. I already bet Minnesota, personally, minus two and a half. But I did that before I knew Justin Jefferson wasn't playing. That, that worries me. It, it worries me, but I think the Bears are currently the most overrated team in the NFL. They've won one game, and Chicago is ready to trade the first overall pick to keep Justin Fields again. Fuck Caleb Williams, fuck Drake May, Justin Fields, truth. Uh, Bears fans are bragging that he leads the NFL in touchdown passes. 
I don't even know if that's factually correct, but it's something they keep saying. They are all the way back in. The state of quarterback play is disgusting. Because Justin Fields capitalized on three busted coverages and DJ Moore turned a five-yard curl into a 60-yard touchdown. That's, that's why they're fucking geeked. Meanwhile, the Vikings last week, without Justin Jefferson for a lot of the game, probably should have gone to overtime against the Chiefs if not for some bullshit officiating. Yeah, there is some strange, uh, strange officiating at the end of that game. But yeah, I mean, Minnesota played pretty well. It was a good game, even even missing some guys. I worry that Minnesota is going to like kind of mentally check out a little bit because they're fucking bad. I thought about this too. First of all, definitely the best one in four team of all time. Right. Well, it's... It's very funny because people always talk about ah one score games like their toss ups and ooh Minnesota last year won a million one score games and people are putting out all the records of like ah if your one score games were reversed well this year it's just their one score games are reversed because they're losing every one score game now yeah and the market correction is immediate (laughs) I will say. It's funny to me because it's almost backwards. So, like, last year, there were a lot of one-score games that weren't actually one-score games because they were controlling the entire time. Alexander Georgiev, my man. You seeing this? Georgiev. Same thing. Uh, So, last year, the Vikings were dominating and winning games, but it was getting close in garbage time. So, it looked like a one-score game when, in reality, they were in control the whole time. This year, they're getting dominated and beaten, and they're making it a one-score game on the back end, but it shouldn't be. Also... They can't stop fumbling. It's they have not had a game without a fumble this year. It's hilarious. It's it's like a it's a it's a joke. It's absurd. Uh, that being said, I don't think they've checked out for two reasons. One, did you watch the Packers on Monday Night Football? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think the Vikings are pretty confident they can beat that. Two, the Vikings have almost all their division games ahead of them. That does help. They play the Lions twice at the end of the year. Not as much. But if you're going to catch up to the Lions, you want to have those games in hand. Like You want to be able to beat them and get, you know, because if they win both of those games, it's effectively worth four games. Right. Uh, I've looked at their schedule, and it's very reasonable that they could win nine or ten games still this year. And I'm not a delusional athlete who believes that he can win every race and win every football game. So I don't think they've given up yet. And I think that they're going to say, hey, we got the Bears. If we beat the fucking Bears, the Bears, all of a sudden we're 2-4 and and this thing's manageable. We can get back on track. Bears are off the mini-buy. Bears are off the mini-buy, but they're excited, and they shouldn't be. If you take away three busted coverages, Justin Fields looked fucking putrid. And even the game before that, when against the Broncos, he looked horrible in the second half. He lost the game. Yeah, it turns out if you don't bust coverages against Justin Fields, he's terrible. Do the Vikings bust coverages? Sometimes. <laughs> but, okay, the Vikings defense does suck. And it has been their, it's the reason they're not an elite team for the last two years now. But Brian Flores is, if nothing less, if nothing else, creative. So they will bring disguised looks. Whereas if you watched the Redskins game and the Broncos game, all the busted coverages also coincidentally happen to come on nickel base cover two. The most vanilla preseason look you could ever give a guy. Justin Fields can handle... If you completely botch the simplest, most familiar coverage, even Justin Fields will recognize it and make a play. Conversely... 
If you're Brian Flores and you're bringing exotic blitzes and you're running disguised coverages, Justin Fields is going to be extremely confused because a regular quarterback would be confused. I think I'm bought in on that fact. I, I also think that Harrison Smith is going to spy Justin Fields, and I think that'll be helpful. Also, how the hell is Lewis seen not playing? Is he on heroin? I don't know. I don't know enough about the Vikings. Uh, any Vikings listeners, tweet at us. Let us know why Lewis Seen doesn't play. Apparently, he's their fifth or sixth string safety. Is he just bad? Because he looked great in college. I was going to say, evidently, but I don't know when that happened. And I don't, you know, people say, like, oh, he, how can he be good if he doesn't play? Well, Tom Brady was never supposed to play. Like, coaches misevaluate their own teams all the damn time. This is true. What a brawl. Just a good Irish brawl. <laughs> We're allowed to be... Uh, I'm one of those. It's it's okay. Yeah, we we could do that. I got one percent to my chagrin. Oh, oh, he he flipped him. All right, we've hemmed and hawed. Do you want to bet on Minnesota? I think so. I do too. Let's. We can get him at under three. No, just no. Justin Jefferson hurts. The Bears are on their fifth and sixth string starting corners. I think. Uh, and Jordan Addison's a good player. T.J. Hawkinson's a good player. K.J. Osborne's a useful player. And they got the cock. They and got, they got the cock. They got Kirk. Kirk is low key. It's going to say Kirk has been playing really, really well. This year, Kirk is a top five quarterback. I don't think that that's static. I don't think that that sticks, but that's what's been happening. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't like it, but it's it's the fact. The, this year, through the first five games of the season, Kirk Cousins is multiple tiers above Patrick Mahomes. Who thought they'd be saying that? I, like Again, I would much rather have Patrick Mahomes. I'm just telling you what has happened so far. All right, Minnesota, minus two and a half. Lock it in. Cha-ching! Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags are minus four. No. Yeah, I don't want to do this either. Uh, that said, don't take the Jaguars in your survivor shits because Gardner Minshew's better than Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson has not finished a game yet. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, remember uh, when he was drafted super high because he sucked at quarterback, but at least he was a physical freak tank, and you could just run him into the ground if you needed to? Uh, turns out, you can't. He's very fragile. Yeah. I feel kind of bad saying someone's fragile because they keep getting concussions, but, I mean, well, at least now he's got a broken shoulder, so we can say he's fragile for that reason. I mean, I don't think it's an attack on his character. Just some guys, they... I know. They break easier. I shouldn't feel bad saying he gets he's fragile because he gets lots of concussions, but I feel like concussions are a protected class. <laughs> Not by my choosing, but just descriptively. All right, enough about this game. Next game. Next game looks like a good game. Moving on. We have the Seattle Seahawks going to play the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are minus two and a half or Seattle plus three. You smell that? I smell money. Money? I'm quoting the big short poorly. I'm Ron Gosling. Ron Gosling is me. Uh, Put your suit on. I fucking love the Seahawks here. I do too. The Bengals are shit. They have been shit all year. They didn't look good against the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals just looked like the Cardinals. The Seahawks are coming off a bye, yeah? Yeah. And the Seahawks actually have a very good offense. The Bengals' defense has sucked this year. I love Luana Rumo. His defense has been bad. Uh... Personally, I take the alt line on this. I take Seattle minus two and a half, not plus. Really? Yeah, but contest lines, obviously, you can't do that. So go ahead and take your two, two and a half. Is this going to be best bet then? I mean, it fucking might be, dude. I feel like if we're saying that the the line is wrong by six points. 
Well, yeah, but all the points in between two and a half and two and a half actually are worth one point. So no. I'm basically saying the line's off by two points. That's fair. Uh, yeah, dude. I, better quarterback, Seattle. Better wide receivers since T. Higgins out, Seattle. If T. Higgins plays, he's going to be walking. So still Seattle. Uh, Seattle low-key has arguably the best cornerback duo in the NFL because Devin Witherspoon's a very good player. Not as good as Christian Gonzalez, but the second best corner in this draft. I think he's on the same, you know, I think he's the same caliber as Sauce Gardner, who I think is a little overrated, but a very good corner. And then Tariq Woolen, he's six foot four, arguably the fastest person in the NFL, and he's twitchy and he's just learning the position and he's already really good. So I love this matchup for the Seahawks. They actually have two corners that can run with and hit the Bengals' two stud big wide receivers. And Tariq Woolen's probably got better, he's got definitely got a better catch radius than Jamar Chase. I don't know if he's got, he certainly doesn't have ball skills anywhere near as good, but he'll get a fingertip on it. Joe Burrow sucks, dude. And Boye Mafe is providing some edge rush now, so Seattle's got a semblance of a defensive line. Hopefully their offensive line will get healthy. I just, I see too many ways for Seattle to win this game that they're catching points. So this is my only concern. Let me hear the concerns. I need them because right now I'm like euphoric about this one. So my two, I guess two concerns. One on for each side of the ball. Defensively for Cincinnati, I think they match up well on the line because their strengths are in their edge rushers. Yeah. Their white lightnings. The white lightning. And Seattle, that's where they're worse right now because they're hurt. True. So I think that's a, a big advantage for Cincy. We need, to, we need to do something real quick. We need to pause the podcast so that we can go look up the health of the offensive tackles. Smart. So it looks like Charles Cross is probably going to be back, but Abraham Lucas is on IR. So it's better, but it's still not good. But I will say... I'm not a believer in Geno Smith, like to the extent that, let's say, my arch nemesis Steven Ruiz is. However, his pocket presence and pocket IQ is very good. He feels pressure incredibly well, and he manages the pocket. He manages the play accordingly. So I'm not that worried. I mean, I don't like it, but there's a reason they're underdogs and not big favorites, right? I don't know. I fucking like this game, dude. And just if you look at like... So there's handicapping the way that Alex and I do it, which is where you look at the players, you make evaluations, you evaluate the coaches, and from the ground up, you build a handicap, right? And then there's also handicapping like the way old school people do it, like handicapping by handicapping. And that just says like, the, the, the theory is, the market is pretty much right unless you can figure out a place where it's wrong. Assuming the market is pretty much right, the place where the market is wrong is that they're assuming Joe Burrow is back, Joe Burrow is elite, Joe Burrow is the guy we, you know, people thought they knew in 2022, not the guy we've seen this year. And we disagree. We think Joe Burrow is the most overrated player in the NFL. So if you look at it from the ground up the way we do, we think we have a slight advantage. If you look at it the uh, the shortcut heuristic way, we have a huge advantage. Give me the Seahawks. It's also it's the first good team the Bengals have played in a month. Yeah, so I was going to bring up my my concern is that the Bengals seem like a team that survives a lot on vibes. The For the quarterback, the offense, I think they need to be confident to play well. They do, because Joe Burrow's entire game is being confident enough to throw the ball within 15 yards of Jamar Chase and hoping that he does something that shouldn't be done. And I don't think they've been confident this entire year. I think after the game last week, though, they at least got some confidence offensively. They certainly have a lot. Because 
Yeah, I mean, it, they sounded very confident following that game, which I don't know <laughs> how confident they should be. How confident they should be is irrelevant, though. Right, and so do you think that that's a way for them to start? Because, I mean, we should go look up when they kind of would turn their seasons around and other in the previous year or two, because they always start a little slow. Well, last year they had two bad games, and then they were back. Right. But even in the two bad games, Burrow put up big stats. He just was turning the ball over. This year, he can't complete anything. Even against the Cardinals, again, he looked bad. And and so that's where my my worry kind of drops off in that this was the Cardinals, and they still needed like a big second half. And a bunch of turnover luck. To win that game. Mm-hmm. And not that I think the Seahawks are incredible, but they're a legitimate middle-of-the-pack team Yeah, that could fight for a playoff spot. Yeah. The Cardinals are awful. awful. They want to lose this year. Yeah. They're starting Josh Dobbs on purpose. Yeah. Like, they, they want to lose games. So, I don't think maybe it matters as much. They can be a little more confident. They're still playing not good football. Yeah. So, let's lock it in. Seattle plus three. Cha-ching! And move on. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers going to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus 13 and a half. Nope. Too big to be a leg. Yep. Don't care. Next. Next up, we have the New Orleans Saints going to play the Houston Texans. The Texans are plus one and a half or New Orleans minus one. Yep. I like this one. Same. Very simple handicap. Uh, CJ Stroud is trying to make a run for second most overrated player in the NFL. Uh, if you go on Twitter, people are raving about him and how he looks great. And relative to Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson, yes, he does. But he doesn't actually look great. He's gotten C's across the board in the games I've graded. And I've graded all the games. <laughs> so, one thing I noticed uh, against Atlanta is that C.J. Stroud really seemed confused and struggled with man coverage. Atlanta is probably the second most man-heavy defense in the NFL right now. Maybe third. Number one is certainly the Saints. It's the best man defense in the NFL. Well, that's not good. If you struggle against the JV version, you're going to have a real hard time against the Saints. The pop-ups are currently mesmerizing and befuddling Alex. Just like man coverage mesmerizes and befuddles C.J. Stroud. The Texans just really want me to join their mailing list. Well, somebody has to. Uh, Additionally, is it Nico Collins or Tank Dell that's going to be out this week? Uh, Tank Dell has not practiced this week. He has a concussion. Uh, Nico Collins... He's healthy then. Yeah, I think he's fine. Nico Collins has been sick. His uh his acceleration is is otherworldly. Like his zero to sixty is nuts, and he's a big man. He's kind of like basically he's the exact same thing as DPJ, but if DPJ had sick burst, like unreal burst, uh, and and DPJ has no burst and is still a decent receiver. So that just tells you how good Nico Collins is. Uh, the Texans do a lot of run run pass. Like almost every set of downs is run run pass. They've played a lot of bad teams. They've gotten some lucky breaks. It's worked out. It won't continue to work out. The Saints are easily the best defense they've played so far, and they're going to feel it. I, also, the Saints just don't get any credit. This line didn't move after the Saints inseminated the Patriots. Yeah, I like the Saints here too. Uh, I have been surprised with C.J. Stroud because I didn't think he was going to have really any success. I thought he could look like a disaster, and he is not at all. So no, he's, good on him. He's, I mean, he's looked like the best rookie quarterback. Low bar. Sure, but still. I mean, he's putting in average games. It's just because Will Levis isn't playing. 
<laughs> Give it another few weeks. Jeez. We'll see. See, the thing about the Titans is I don't even think Tannehill's playing bad, and he's going to get a bad rap because he's Ryan Tannehill. Absolutely. He'll still get blamed. But their offensive... Uh, we're not talking about the Titans. Nope. They suck. Really don't need to talk about them much more this season unless Will Levis plays. But back to the team we're talking about and the game we're talking about. This is a fate of the Titans. Or, it's a fate of the Texans. I can't quit them. It's a fate of the Texans, and also a little bit... I'm kind of high on the Saints, just because nobody seems to consider them a decent team, and they're a decent team. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at, in that I feel insane, because we keep taking New Orleans, Mm -hmm. but it keeps working, because they keep getting these really good lines against bad teams. it, It reminds me a lot of two years ago. In Aaron Rodgers' first MVP season, where you and I came into the season saying, like, oh, that's a bullshit way to end a period. Uh, you and I came into the season saying we want to bet against the Packers. We think they're a little overrated. They didn't deserve their 13-3 and record the year before. But then every week they kept on playing overrated teams, and they kept on getting underrated. And so we had to bet on them every week despite wanting to find reasons to bet against them. It was uh, it was unfortunate. Kind of like that goal the Kings just scored. That's the most unfortunate thing I think I've ever seen. Four, <laughs> four seconds left in the period. <laughs> he breaks a stick on the post. He never even touches the puck. That's ridiculous. I think that's Quentin Byfield's first NHL goal. He hasn't scored yet? I mean, I'm sure he has, but he sucks. Uh, yeah, this, the Saints are just a team that is never going to get credit. People love dunking on their offensive coordinator. People love dunking on Mike McCoy, is it? I don't even know. Head coach, defensive coordinator, oh, Dennis Allen. The Raiders. Dennis Allen. Mike McCoy, Dennis Allen, they're the same guy. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to keep on betting on the Saints. It bit us against the Packers, but that was bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I think it's... I am a little worried that maybe C.J. Stroud has just figured out NFL defenses. He not, not really. He is not. But, like, he'll be able to have a decent game, and then you're relying on Derek Carr, and I feel a lot less comfortable doing that, but... I don't know, man. The New Orleans defense is good. I think we have the slightly better quarterback, albeit slightly. I think we have the better quarterback on the Saints. I think we definitely have the better defense by a mile. And I think that Houston's about to take a step up in class that they're not ready for. Yeah. All right. Let's lock it in. New Orleans, minus one. Cha-ching! Next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers going to play the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are plus seven. Holy Fuck, really? Yeah. I bet this at minus two and a half before Sunday Night Football started. Well, I think it's also because Deshaun Watson's not playing. Is he not? No. Officially? Uh, from what I understand, it's as good as official that P.J. Walker is playing. Wow. Well, this begs the question, is P.J. Walker better than Deshaun Watson? I don't think so. It's not that... Uh, dude, there might be value on the Browns. Honestly, I think they're going to get fucking rolled you can't run against them i see i think that you'll they'll be able to run against him a little bit and i don't think the browns are going to be able to score at all yeah at seven we have to stay away from this game at at, uh at 49 is minus two and a half i really like it yeah absolutely that's a a great bet (laughs) i got a great clv there um drop dead leg absolutely all right, let's see if I can do a dime a, le- dime a day de- de- dime a day day. <coughs> nope, can't do it. We're gonna have to put in the clip. <laughs> that was a valiant effort, yeah, and I'm proud of you for trying. Now I'm gonna cut it so they don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, and the final game in the noon slate, we have the Washington Commanders going to play the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are minus two and a half. So you're telling me we've got a top five quarterback versus a guy on the inept list? I'm I'm already writing it down because 
I know how this story goes. I don't want it. I, it's you okay. just feel duty bound to take it. Once again, the Redskins are playing, or the Commanders are playing. No, the Redskins are playing a team with no defensive line. They have they have one guy, Grady Jarrett, and David Onyemata. Okay, so they have an interior defensive line, a sick one. But they can't get dominated on the line again. They have to know that this is coming. And then, I don't know, if the commander's defensive line's ever going to step up, against, it's against this crappy Falcons patchwork pass-blocking unit. The Falcons play into the commander's strength because the Falcons are going to run the ball, and the commanders want to stop the run. Desmond Ritter is even worse than Justin Fields in that even if a coverage is broken, and even if he does notice it, he can't hit it. I don't know, man. I don't want to bet on this game, but I don't see why I wouldn't bet on Washington. It's a very playable line. It's actionable. Washington is off a mini-buy. They got the shit kicked out of them last week. They're playing for pride. They're playing a team they match up well against. All right, here, let's flip it. Why does Atlanta win this game? Let's try and poke holes in our theory here. Because the Redskins' offensive line is so, so bad. Yeah, I, the only it's the, the offensive line is really bad, and the secondary busts some coverages, and Ritter actually hits the wide-open receiver. I don't think all those happen. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Washington's O-line being porous again. I don't expect that number of broken coverages. And and here's the thing. I don't think Atlanta can take advantage of those, though. Here's the thing. So, A.J. Brown and D.J. Moore absolutely cooked Emmanuel Forbes to death, right? Yeah. Emmanuel Forbes, coming out of college, he was a decent corner prospect who had great ball skills and really good awareness in zone, but he can't play man because he's just too skinny and slow. Drake London's not a burner. Drake London's a tall guy who has good ball skills. So to the extent that Emmanuel Forbes can play in this league, Drake London's the guy you got him to play. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about Kyle Pitts because they don't throw to Kyle Pitts. And he sucks. He doesn't really suck, but he's just not very good. You have to scheme him targets, and he's a tight end, so it's like the opposite of what you want your tight end to do. And if you take him at fourth overall, I would expect him to be able to separate by himself. Yeah. So the fear is that Desmond Ritter did play pretty well against Houston last weekend. Counterpoint, it's Houston. They still suck. Uh... Man, I really don't know. I Do you think there'll be any improvement on the offensive line? Are we suckers for ramming our face into the wall? We very well might be suckers, but at this point in the season, I'm okay with finding that out. Yeah. And this is a game that if we don't bet on it... We will bash our face into the wall for fun to get all the frustration out. Right, because... Uh, even if it okay, even if it loses, I'm still gonna feel like we made the right bet. If it loses, we made a good bet and we learned something. Because so right now, Washington disappointed us massively against the Bears. It'd be really easily, really easy to emotionally say, "I'm done with this team forever. They let me down when I needed them the most. When I needed them to beat my Bears so that they could get Drake May." Instead, we can be objective. We can take a deep breath and say, "This is a professional football team that went toe to toe with the Eagles two weeks ago." before then playing on a short week. Which probably hurt their chances. They probably were beat up. And you get up for an in-division game against the... NFC champions. Right, compared to playing the fucking Bears on a Thursday night game. You're making some points. Uh, we, I mean, we, we taking, made the bet five minutes ago, but we, we've we talked made, ourselves yeah. into it. We, have, we are talking ourselves into what we knew our destiny was. Mm-hmm. All right. Washington, cha-ching... It's not our best bet by any stretch of the imagination, but damn it, we're making it. Plus two and a half. And moving on to the three o'clock slate. It's going to go by fast. 
First up, we have the New England Patriots going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are minus three. I'm not touching either of these teams with a 10-foot pole. Nope, they're both very bad. If you made me pick one, I'd probably take the Raiders, but I don't feel good about that. Same, just because I believe that the Patriots are falling apart at the seams. Yeah. Honestly, let's not talk about it too much longer because you'll make me like the Raiders. Fair enough. Let's move on. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to play the New York Jets. The Jets are plus seven. (laughs) I lean to the Jets. I think that Philly is serially overrated, and if Zach Wilson plays average, the Jets can win. I don't want to bet on Zach Wilson playing average. I'm not touching it. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right that the Jets are an interesting side here, but... It's just, I don't think it's a smart bet to make. We don't need to do it. Don't bet on crappy quarterbacks. Yeah, it's one of our main rules. Like, even if we don't love Jalen Hurts and think he's kind of just schemed, at least he can be schemed to success. Zach Wilson. Can't. Well. He shoots each toe off. Hey, he outplayed. Every game. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes two weeks ago. I know. I know. All right. Do you remember my scouting report on Zach Wilson when it said, this guy is really stupid. He's going to really struggle at the next level. Turnover machine. And people told me I was an idiot. I think you had some optimism for him, but... I thought he could be okay. Yeah, I I did too. But I thought it would take a really long time for him to figure shit out. Yeah, and maybe it will. I thought that Zach Wilson would be the guy who outplayed Mahomes. The C quarterback. (laughs) All right, let's let's move on yep. from these from this happening and talk about the next game. The Arizona Cardinals going to play the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are minus seven. Let's not talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to either. I don't even want to leg it because I just don't trust the Rams. No. Their defense is so bad. And we don't need to. We don't need to. All right, and for the final game of the three o'clock hour. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this one. We have the Detroit Lions going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are plus three and a half or Detroit minus three. Oh boy. <laughs> I know what you wanna do. I don't I don't wanna do it, but three and a half's a lot of points to give to a team that's at home. Am I correct? Correct. So the Bucks are at home off a of bye. Better quarterback, wearing the creamsicles, so they'll be feeling themselves. Oh, God, they're wearing the creamsicles. They'll be feeling themselves. That'll look good against the, those Lions jerseys, too. Yes, it will. It's going to be an all-time jersey matchup. Oh, my God. Uh, check the weather, please. Weather's looking gorgeous. Uh, going to be sunny and in the 70s. Sometimes I wish that I actually cared enough to like make a video corresponding to this because I would totally clip in like the weather girl from Barstool Sports Advisors with your head on it. That, that'd be adorable. But then I would also dox you, so I wouldn't. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's going to be nice weather because while the Lions are a dome team, nice weather means that the Buccaneers can pass the ball, and that's their only fucking hope. They cannot run the ball. That said, home team, off a bye, better quarterback. Playing well this year. Better defense, better wide receivers, because I don't even know if I'm on Ross St. Brown's playing. I think he will, but if he does, he's not going to be 100%. Mm-hmm. Jameson Williams is eternally hurt. They're listing him as limited with a hamstring. Come on. How? How? I don't know. JMO, like, what you been doing, man? Get it? Well, betting on basketball games at the team hotel, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I like the Lions. I think the Lions are a little overrated. I don't think beating up on bad teams changes that, and I don't think that their win over the Chiefs is quite as impressive as we once thought it was, because it seems like everybody's hanging with the Chiefs, and one, you know, drag turned into a pick six is enough to sway any of the Chiefs' wins, except the Bears. I don't love the Buccaneers, because Todd Bowles is a terrible coach, but... 
it is a it is a good defense against Ben Johnson, who's a genius offensive coordinator. But if you can bring pressure, it can upset a lot of his play action. At base, this just comes down to I get a good team with a better quarterback catching more than a field goal. And I don't know who's going to cover anyone for the Lions. Well, so Emmanuel Mosley is out. Right, he's done. And then Brian Branch didn't practice today. He'll we, play. Yeah, sure. But they've got like three corners. It's Cam Sutton, Jerry Jacobs, Chase Lucas. That's not good. Um, Mike Evans is not practicing. Now he is Mike Evans, so he could totally just play anyway. But I don't think it matters because, honestly, Mike Evans has not been that helpful this year. I See, I think he's one of those guys that he means a lot. Like, he makes Baker feel comfortable. He's a safety blanket guy. Yeah. But Chris Godwin is, too. Throw the ball to Chris Godwin. It's better. Yeah. And otherwise, they're really healthy coming off the bye. <sighs> going to be a little toasty. I'm not going to like doing it. And in a week where there were more picks, I don't think we would do it. But we need one more pick, Mm -hmm. and I hate the rest of the games on this slate. I agree. Spoiler. So let's take one of our favorite fucking teams with a decided market advantage in that everybody loves to hate Baker Mayfield and three and a half points. And just pray to God that they come out throwing the ball. Bet on Tampa for the third time. Yeah, Tampa's a solid team. I don't know if they win this game, but they just need to keep it close. I mean, they've they've covered both times we bet on them. And Todd Bowles is the kind of old-fashioned idiot that would absolutely kick a field goal to go down three rather than going for it on fourth down to tie the game. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. You know, I don't love it either because I think Detroit is a more complete team right now. Well, if only because they're coached so much better. Right. And they feel like a, a safer team. But I think Tampa Bay is more talented. Yeah. Oh, no. If you switch the coaches, this game would not be close. Tampa's at home. They're off the bye. They're talented. They're catching three and a half points. They're healthy. Yeah. I I think, yeah, we pull the trigger on Tampa. I like it. Plus three and a half. Yep. I like it. I don't love it, but I like it. Cha-ching. You get a very monotone cha-ching because I wish I didn't do this, but mm-hmm. I do this. All right. On a Sunday night? Been waiting all day for a Sunday night. We have the New York Giants going to play the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are minus 14. Sure. Monday night. Daniel Jones isn't even playing. No. It it makes no difference. No. 14 can't even really use it for anything. Bills are going to pick their number. Yep. On Monday night, we have the Dallas Cowboys going to play the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are plus two and a half or Dallas minus two. Okay. I want to talk about this game because I'm going to really enjoy watching it. Very fair. I'm going to be watching it with a good friend too. Uh, I don't want to bleep it. So just... It's going to be in town. You can watch with us. Cool. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. So special internet friend will be in town. Going to watch Monday Night Football with him. Uh, the better quarterback is obviously the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The better offensive coordinator is the Chargers. Everything else is Dallas. Like, the Chargers have a terrible defense. Even when Joey Bosa is playing, it's a bad defense, and he's not. The Cowboys have an awesome defense. And I know, yes, they just got inseminated by the 49ers. We went over this. San Francisco put it in them. Like, Micah Parsons to a fresh recruit. Oh, no. But. Oh, no. <laughs> might get demonetized for that one. <laughs> But regardless, the Cowboys still have two really good defensive ends, undeniable. And I think that the Chargers offensive line is a little overrated. I think they'll cede some pressure. And then the Cowboys still have good corners. Oh, Jordan Lewis might not be playing, huh? Stephon Gilmore is going to lock down Keenan Allen. Quinton Johnson sucks. Can't catch and apparently can't learn the playbook. 
Mike Williams is hurt per usual. The Cowboys have apparently zero injured players, according to their website. No, they just haven't updated it. Of course. Uh, Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vanderesh. No, Leighton Vanderesh is on IR, or is going on IR. Actually, they look like they're just pretty healthy. Huh. Donovan Wilson, CJ Goodwin. Okay, so they're still going to have Jordan Lewis. He's a good slot corner. Real good slot corner. Honestly, that's worse for them, because if Jordan Lewis is on Keenan Allen, I think Keenan Allen can get some catches if... Stephon Gilmore is. I don't. And then, well, Mike McCarthy's not my favorite coach. I think Brandon Staley might be a bottom five coach. Yeah, Brandon Staley is all-time bad. Just, it's crazy. As, as a defensive coordinator, he is terrible. And then as a, a head coach decision maker, he's mediocre at best. Like I know that he goes for it a lot on fourth down. He trusts the analytics. And these are things that are generally good. But there's also like knowing yourself. Going for it on fourth and one from your own 30 with a lead and under two minutes left in the game, in theory, is smart. Unless, like, I don't know. Your star quarterback has a broken finger and can't receive a snap from under center, and you, you quarterback sneak with that quarterback? That's dumb. Yes. There are ways... T- so, like, going forward is one thing. Play call and sequencing is a totally other thing. And the Chargers, on fourth and da- on fourth downs especially, always have terrible play calls. And then the narrative around Dak Prescott is that he's just terrible. He's not terrible. He's not good, but he's... Also, he's, not bad. He's okay. He's the definition of that. He's the Mendoza line, the Dak line. Mm-hmm. If your quarterback is better than Dak Prescott, you have a franchise quarterback to some extent, meaning he's a pretty good starter to some extent. Speaking of pretty good starter, Alexander Georgiev. Georgi. Uh, <clears throat> if you have a starter worse than Dak Prescott, you probably have a bridge quarterback or somebody on the inept list. I think that Dak will be good enough to exploit a bad Chargers defense. I don't think the bye week will be enough for the Chargers to get out of their own way because they're not going to magically sprout some corners during the week off. (laughs) Did you just decide that you want to bet on Dallas? No, those are my bonus pick areas. Uh, I think Dallas is a good backup pick because I think you're right. I think that defense is going to fuck up the Chargers pretty good because Justin Herbert can only do so much. He broke his finger two weeks ago, and... I just don't think they're that good, whereas the Dallas defense is incredibly talented, and they they got, what, 40 hung on them last week? Yeah. The Dallas has got to be pissed and ready for vengeance. I, they have to be ready to kill people, and I think they have the talent advantage. Offensively, I, don't, I just don't think they have to do all that much because the Chargers don't have a good defense. Everybody moves the ball on the Chargers. And so, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be... I think Dallas is going to win, and they're minus two. I'm like, if I think they're going to win, I sh- should feel comfortable taking them at minus two. Yeah. I can't get with you because there is one thing. I actually, I, I laid out my reasons for not betting on this game really well in a conversation with Twitter friend Restore the Roar. He was saying, why the hell wouldn't we bet Chargers? Better quarterback, better offensive coordinator at home. It's not really at home not because at home. the Chargers have no home games. I actually, the one Chargers game I went to was against the Cowboys a few years ago. It was all Cowboys fans. Yeah. I met three Chargers fans the whole time. It was it was nuts. Are uh, they nice? Who, the Chargers fans? Yeah. Yeah, they were all SoCal hippies. Yeah. Drove up from Orange County. I love them. Uh, a different kind of hippie in Orange County. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. They're probably insufferable. Like they, listen, but... they listen to Grateful Dead, but also they're like, don't tread on me. <laughs> different kind of hippie. Uh, so it's not a home game. 
And while Kellen Moore is a good offensive coordinator, I wouldn't say he's elite. I'd say he's good. And I'd say that Mike McCarthy is average at best. But Brandon Staley. It's terrible. Meanwhile, Dan Quinn, good DC. Yeah. Also, yes, Justin Herbert's way better than Dak Prescott. You know, Dak Prescott's a C quarterback. Justin Herbert's a B plus. But in order to carry a team with worse wide receivers, worse defense on every level to a man, and arguably worse head coaching, you need an A-plus game. And as good as Justin Herbert is, and I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL, he's had like five A-plus games ever. In Well, not ever. In the last two years. So like in the last 23 games, he's had five A-plus games. Again, this is a great quarterback, but to expect him to play at his best is unfair. Yeah, against one of the best defenses in the league, too. Yeah, without his best receiver, again. I'm kind of talked into we should just bet Dallas straight up now. I know. I saw you typing in Dallas on the spreadsheet, and I was like, don't you do it. Well, again, that's you got to look. I have my spaces. These are my legs. I know. And at the tops are the top ones. I put them in with legs and bonus bets. Here's the thing. Actually, I'm having a hard time separating my brain from my heart here because I really want the Chargers to win. Sure. And I'm afraid of Herbert going nuclear. But it's also unlikely that anybody ever goes nuclear unless they're Tom Brady. Few do outside of him. So, although, dude, uh, I graded uh, the Bills versus Jaguars game today. Josh Allen put up low-key one of the very best games I've ever graded. Really? Yeah, Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. He's just so inconsistent. But actually, he's been very consistent except for week one. Like, he's been consistently insane. Totally off track. I don't know. I, I can't bet against an elite quarterback with a mid-quarterback. That's fair. Especially on fucking Monday night, coming off a bye. Like, there are reasons to like the Chargers here. And as bad as Staley is, as bad as that defense is, the Chargers are in every fucking game. They are one interception away from winning every fucking game. And whether it's his fault or not, Dak does throw those. He does. It's just, it's a no bet for me. It's going to be a super fun game to watch. Hopefully you can make it and we watch it with that internet friend. Yeah, that'd be very fun. You might even, you could could designate drive. (laughs) I do have those abilities. I can't, I don't know. I might do Sober October. Look at you. I'm already halfway in on accident. (laughs) I might just carry it through. Hell yeah, man. Join me. I'm half sober. Yeah. I only drink a couple, like, once or twice a month. Yeah, you're, you're close. I'm get, By the time I'm, like, 30, I'm going to be sober by default. All right. Should we sum it up and close it out? Let's do that. All right. So, we have Minnesota minus two and a half. We have Seattle plus three, which I believe is our best bet. That's going to be our best bet. New Orleans minus one. Washington plus two and a half. Tampa Bay plus three and a half. And then we have San Francisco as a drop dead leg. What should we leg it with? You know... Should we make a teaser real quick? Maybe we, maybe we tease a little bit. Maybe we do a little teasing. Let's just do Miami and... I don't think that Miami... Sam. I don't think those two money line parlayed gets down to like 150. No, it's probably still like 200. Uh, oh. Nope. I, I almost just tried to tease San Francisco with San Francisco. My brain did that for a second, too, so... <laughs> I don't want to do the Rams. You could do a three-teamer... With Buffalo. Yep. It's going to be Buffalo with uh, San Francisco money line. Actually, it'll be San Francisco, Buffalo, and Miami, all minus two. And I bet you that gets to like plus 115. 
Yeah, so if you parlay all of them at minus two on DraftKings, you get minus 120. Go fucking head. That's a teaser. Yeah, absolutely. So we gave you five bets with a best bet and a teaser. That That's the best we're going to fucking do. Yeah, I think we got almost all the value that we could out of this week. Hopefully we were right. I love the bets on Seattle and New Orleans. I like Minnesota, and I can deal with Washington and Tampa knowing fully well that my handicap on Washington and Tampa really just boils down to I think their quarterbacks are great and underrated. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Uh, I really like Seattle and New Orleans. Minnesota, I feel decent about. Washington and Tampa Bay, I I think are very possible to do really well, but I could also see us coming back next week and being like, wow, both those teams got blown out. Yep. But I like it. You got, uh, you got to pick five. Exactly. And I think you're right on Dallas it's not bet against the better quarterback with the better offensive coordinator. And rest. And bye week. Cam Talbot has Will Ferrell as Ron Burgundy on his hockey helm. Some pick-me-ass shit playing in L.A., but whatever. I don't want to end on that note. <laughs> Football! I'm going to end on that note. Uh, yeah, we had a bad week for the first time all year. Get fucked. 80% hit rate on winning weeks is pretty good. 5-1 and one best bet. So, with that, Taylor fail. Go ahead and uh, please bet on football games. Yeah, and free Patreon. Don't forget. Oh, don't forget free Patreon. Free Patreon. Fucked up my outro, but free Patreon. Asta.